Welcome to Insights Track, the weekly opportunity for marketers and advertisers to find out what people are doing while they can't do whatever it is they normally do. This week, we're going to look at how things have changed so quickly for advertisers. And on the consumer side, we're going to look at the financial world to see how coronavirus is affecting the kinds of financial content and information people are looking for. And we'll be turning to drink, a common theme for isolation times, to see the effect that the lockdown is having on the sale of alcohol. I'm joined by Rob Jones, the VP for Research and Insights at MIQ. And Rob, if I can start on a general question, we're now a number of weeks into the lockdown period, depending on exactly when you start counting. So what is the state of play for advertising as it stands now? Yeah, thanks. Well, that's a great question. The uh, I think I open every week with that, but they're always good questions, I assure you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's we've really started to see... So we partner with Advertiser Perceptions uh, on some studies that we do, and they've been putting out some dynamite work uh, where they've been surveying advertisers and marketers in the field around what they've been doing and what they're seeing. And, uh, you know, we've seen early on in the epidemic, a lot of advertisers were pulling budget, changing how they're spending, uh, pausing campaigns, uh, especially for retailers and, and brands and clients who had more uh, brick and mortar focused businesses or relying more on uh, in person sales. Uh, and so we were seeing a large change in the amount they were spending online in particular. And we're seeing a couple of trends emerge from that. Uh, the first is that digital media and digital media spends are among the hardest hit at the outset of the epidemic. Uh, that's in part because I think those are the easiest ones to cancel. Uh, so a lot of advertisers were pulling ads from those channels and suspending campaigns. Now we're starting to see a slow trickle back uh, into the digital formats where advertisers are, have shifted their strategy. We've got new creative coming into the into the market. Uh, and advertisers are saying, okay, well, now that we've seen the massive uptake in consumer activity in digital formats, we've seen a massive uptake at the start of the pandemic in terms of how people are uh, going online, watching TV, uh, consuming digital video. Advertisers have started to go back to those channels, and we've seen spending increase over the last few weeks. Uh, at the same time, though, there's a real sense that advertisers have that this is going to have a longer-term impact than initial I don't want to say estimates because I think that if you look at where epidemiologists have been, they've always been uh, on the train of thought that this is going to be a long-term issue. But I think that that's starting to become real in a lot of people's minds. And so we're seeing some of that from the ad industry too, where previously when Advertiser Perceptions did their study at the start of mid-March, uh, they were seeing that advertisers expected this to have a massive impact on their Q2 spending and not so big an impact on Q3 and Q4. And now in their latest update, they're seeing that advertisers are expecting a massive impact on Q3 sales. And for many advertisers, they expect this will extend into uh, Q4 and Q1 of 2021. So uh, we're looking at longer term impacts as it relates to a lot of this. And from the consumer side, um, what's the story there? Are we still seeing the same trends that we saw at the beginning of this crisis? Is, is inventory still high levels? Oh, absolutely. Biddable inventory on the exchanges has continued to increase week over week uh, in the United States, the US, Canada, Australia, Singapore, all the countries that we're looking at. Uh, we're seeing greater amounts of biddable inventory across most devices, and that includes video inventory, where we've seen large increases, especially in the United States and Australia, as people are hunkering down and watching more digital video and making those inventory opportunities available. Uh, but CPMs are still down. Some CPMs are still down. So this is something that we looked at early on where we were seeing a huge increase in inventory. And because advertisers were scaling back, because we were seeing reduced spends, CPMs were dropping because demand was dropping. And we were pointing and we pointed out early on that, you know, 
some of the big areas where that was happening were for news content, uh, which is still massively impacted. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at the US, the UK, Canada, um, news consumption is way up. Uh, 70% increase from March to April in the United States. I think it was 84% in Canada uh, and something like 30% in the UK. Uh, where people are desperate to get news, but a lot of it is going to be related to the coronavirus and the lockdown, uh, when people are going back to work, what protests are happening around it. Uh, And so that's not necessarily brand safe for a lot of advertisers. We've talked about that before as well, uh, where that helps drive down demand for that inventory. Likewise, business and financial news, huge interest there. Uh, But again, almost almost exclusively going to be related to uh, unemployment numbers, uh, decreases in revenue, uh, drops in the stock market, or drops in the price of barrels of oil uh, this week, where that's going to have a, a, a depressing impact as well on demand for that inventory. But I think advertisers have seen that. They've seen that there's a huge quantity of what is normally high-quality brand-safe inventory that now uh, they can be around for much cheaper than they normally could. And it's not necessarily a problem if you're getting onto the... like. We talked about cause marketing last week and what those creatives look like. If you are positioning your creative well and positioning your brand around the virus, then being around that content isn't nearly as big a deal. And so we're starting to see a lot of interest in that inventory now. And so CPMs are down for a lot of general interest content, arts and entertainment content and gaming content uh, and lifestyle content, uh, where we've seen a decrease in demand for that inventory, but a huge increase in the amount created as people are getting more into hobbies and thinking about what they can do for themselves uh, during the quarantine. But we haven't seen the demand catch up with that. And when you look at financial news and news and health, that's where we've really seen brands start to come back in and say, okay, no, now we're interested in this inventory. And so CPMs are rising there, even if they're still down across the board. Yeah, so we're talking about um, the the different kinds of content that people are are watching. what are we seeing in terms of how their interest in different financial habits is changing? Yeah, so interest in financial content and news, like financial news, business news, and content, high as it's ever been. We're looking at, especially online, a five-year high. It's up more than 27% worldwide and 21% from February to March. Uh, just you know, People are looking to understand how the market's changing, how it impacts them, and what they need to do to protect their investments and primarily their retirement funds. For a lot of people, especially in the United States, this is really about your pension. It's about your retirement funds, what's going to happen with those. And everyone's seeing the same thing right now, which is the market is way down and with it, uh, the value of their retirement portfolios. And so as a result of this, we've seen a spike in available inventory around financial and business news, uh, which again, not every brand considers brand safe. But if you've adjusted your strategy, now it can absolutely be uh, an area that you focus on. And we're starting to see after CPMs drop precipitously there, now we're starting to see those rebound. And really, it's, you know, people have kind of changed the way that they do this as well. Uh, it's not just about reading news. And since the WHO recommended a shift to online banking for consumers, not visiting physical banks, uh, we've seen an increase in online banking, digital wallet applications, uh, especially among people ages 55 and, o- and older. This has been a theme that we've we've touched on before in this podcast. That the the fact that um, older consumers are being forced to try uh, digital alternatives to TV to uh, to shopping, I assume the same is true for for finance as well. Oh, absolutely. It's not, and it's not just about 
uh, online banking and digital wallets, where now they're they're doing that. They're logging into their banks for the first time, downloading online downloading apps uh, offered by their bank. They're also looking for news and information uh, at a greater pace than they were before. We've seen online queries around pensions and retirement accounts increase by almost 13 times over the last three weeks in April. Uh, there's a huge amount of interest for that, and all and most of it is on long-term investing right now because consumer confidence is low. They're looking for reassurance. They're trying to figure out. Do I take this money out of the market right now uh, and hold it, or will it rebound? And when's it going to rebound? And how stimulus going to affect that? So there's a lot. There's a lot going into that, and people have generally changed how they interact with that content, uh, both going online and also when they do it. Where we're seeing that the majority of online banking uh, and financial interactions is now happening between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on weekdays. So going back to that same piece. People are at home now. They've got more time uh, during the work from home cycle to go online and do these things during the day. And we're starting to see that as well, where those same pattern changes where people are watching more TV, uh, looking at more OTT online during the day. Uh, they're, now, they're also doing that when it comes to reading financial news, uh, doing their online banking and interacting with financial uh, products. And speaking of things that we, uh, we don't usually get the chance to do in the day, Let's talk about alcohol consumption. Um, <laughs> the consumption of alcohol has obviously um, shifted during the lockdown period in terms of, of where and when people can do it. Um, it's perhaps counterintuitively one of those areas that people think of as, as being okay during a, a time like this because people still can buy um, alcohol from other sources. What's What's what are the numbers actually saying though? Is is this a, a positive time for the alcohol industry? Yeah, you've hit it dead on in that alcohol is generally considered depression and recession proof. The worse things get, the drunker people want to get. But it hasn't necessarily been the case that we've seen that with the coronavirus because people are trapped inside. Uh, what what ends up being the missing piece is that traditionally more than half, about fifty three percent in the U.S. of liquor and alcohol sales have been on premises in bars, in restaurants, in pubs in the U.K. And that is the major blow here, where those establishments don't have the delivery infrastructure and setups to deliver alcoholic beverages to consumers. And even if they do, they may not have the license to do it in their local jurisdictions. Although there is one note, which like the big winner here that I have is uh, Drizzly is an online retailer for uh, alcohol in the US and Canada. And they have been absolutely crushing it right now because they are purely an e-commerce platform. Uh, They were reporting last month that they saw over 300% rise in sales across the 100 markets uh, that they look at. And they were up 243% during the third week of March. So again, if you are online only, this can be a boon because you're not losing sales in other areas. But for retailers who were depending on uh, in-store or on-premises sales and are now switching to online, yeah, online sales are up. Overall sales are still down. And I guess that's a story that's kind of true across a lot of... um... Uh, retailers generally, if you are set up to be online, you can weather this storm better than if you have traditionally relied on on premises sales. Yeah, pretty much. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like we haven't started to see the first wave of bankruptcies yet, but that will happen at some point as we started to see the businesses that were truly hit hard by this and didn't have the ability to not adapt but not weather the storm. Uh, where there was either just not a need for the products they were selling at this point, or their war chests weren't large enough, uh, and I think that'll be a, I think that will be something that has a real impact uh, on consumer behavior moving into Q3, Q4, 
as we start to get back into, okay, well, what does holiday shopping look like with all of this? Uh, where are we when it comes to consumers having to buy goods on Black Friday? And what retailers are still around to take that windfall? Uh, and what does that even look like with rising unemployment? There's there are a lot of questions still up in the air about it. And one of the interesting things is going back to the advertiser piece, you know, advertisers looking to come back into it to restart their spending, their their brands ad spends in the market uh, and take those campaigns off pause. A lot of them are looking for cues from the virus and not the market. And by that, I mean, they're trying to figure out, they're looking for when will social distancing be over? When will we be looking at uh, uh, no net new cases of uh, coronavirus in the countries that we're talking about, in the states that we're talking about? Um, and that'll be when they're looking for the cues to jump back in and say, okay, now we can start advertising like we were before. We can use the same brand messaging. And they're looking for that more so than they are market cues. So just reopening just reopening for business in certain states and countries isn't enough. And I think that's a prudent way to do things, but it's certainly something that means that uh, as an industry and the way that we talk to consumers, we're going to, be, we're going to continue to keep this cadence up, this current cadence up, this current way of uh, messaging to consumers uh, for a lot longer, I think through Q3 and Q4, and it'll probably and and I think it'll have an impact on holiday shopping and how we're talking about those campaigns. Thanks very much, Rob. Uh, that's it for another episode of Insights Track. Uh, hope you're not drinking too much from home and that you're staying safe. And that we'll see you again next week. No promises. <laughs> <laughs>